This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. So Tracy and I are in the car the other day, and we get into a little bit of a spat. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a full-on argument or anything. It's just one of those things that she does where she tries, she says something, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I say, what? And then she says the exact same thing and doesn't explain it. What she said was... So why did you, why did you say what, though? I did say what. I mean, what means repeat it, not tell me what you mean. Well, I was like, what do you mean? Okay. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> this is not, I'm not the, I am not You're at not fault. You're not at fault here. Okay. Okay. okay fair enough. We're going down, so we're talking about how their baby's uh, baby seat and her back seat is always kind of tilted back. And she goes, well, we could get a pull noodle and shove underneath the back to keep mm-hmm. it level. Okay. I'm like, that's a good idea, but pull noodles are kind of long. We might have to cut it. Okay. And she goes, that's a good idea because then I could use what's left for my boots. And I was like, huh? You can use what's left for your boots? Now, I don't own, I don't own boots. Sure. I've never owned rain boots. Whenever it rains, I just don't go outside. Gotcha. Or I skip over the puddles. I don't need boots to get around in the rain. Sure. But it turns out. You stick them in there to keep them upright? To keep them upright, which, okay. is, a, which is a boot issue. I didn't know that. But boots it, suffer it makes sense from, as I thought about from, it. Yeah. You don't want to get flop boot. Yeah. If you, you get flop eared boot. Yeah. Evidently, you know, it's bad. Yeah, they I call didn't know it uh, what is a uh, flaccid boot syndrome. Flaccid boot syndrome. You yeah. get FBS. It's a I didn't know this. It's a problem. Yeah, I didn't or PH PBS. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is Polly Kill. I'm Travis, joined by Jake. Hello, Jake. Hello, Trav. We have come a long way to get here back from Philadelphia. We have. It was a lot of fun. It was a great time. We are going to detail all of that good time in an upcoming video. Yeah, we will. It's going to be probably a two-parter. We'll we'll talk about the way up, talk about the way back, and we Skip might everything also, in between. <laughs> we might also talk about TMG and C three too. Yeah, buddy, uh, folks. If you're new to the show, mm-hmm. Jake and I talk about our wife's boots. Right. We talk about pool noodles. Pool noodles. Uh, we try to make up new syndromes. <laughs> Flaccid sure. boot is Flaccid boot. here a big one. It's it's a problem. Yeah. Um, we we sometimes talk about the shirt Jake's wearing. I didn't comment on it today. You didn't. Flogging Molly. Right. When's the last time you saw Flogging Molly? Uh, two years ago, I guess. All right. Some Been the, too long, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. Like, they've changed a couple of members. Oh, not the same. I just don't feel like I'm going to go see them again. Oh, man. It's, it's weird because, like, they were the same band for 10 years. And I saw them, like, you know, a few years, once a year. And it was great. But now it's just like one of the key guys is gone and the drummer's gone. Notice how I slided the drummer there a little bit. But, just like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was just like, damn it. Why got to be like that? I get it. I mean, that band tours a lot. If you got a family, it's just tough. But anyway, I'm digressing. Well, that's okay. This, yeah. this whole podcast is a big digression. It is. It really is. Uh, we, we, so we did go to TMG. We went to too many games. Right. We bought some games. Bought did some you games. buy an ample amount of games? Too many? Not enough? I feel like it was... Fine. Good amount, good amount yeah, of games. Yeah, Great, amount yeah. Of games. Good amount of games. Yeah, yeah, same here. I think I I did the same. I did a, a pickup video. One of those. I uh, actually did a couple uh-huh. of those Uncle Uncle Steve Uncle varieties. Steve's, yeah, which I hated. <laughs> okay, I thought for a long time I would just delete them from the internet. Right. It's one of the, it's kind of like the Rusty thing where I do a character and I think it's funny, but then after it's been on there a while, I kind of like grow past it and I look back on it. And I'm like, well, it wasn't really original. It's kind of cringy. Mm. It's not really all that funny. But then when I went to TMG and C3, some folks were 
the, whether they were lying to my face or not, they said nice things about those videos. Sure. And so I figured I would do a couple when I got back. So those are there now for the okay. pickup videos I got. Yeah, at I still TNG. haven't watched them. Yeah, well, that's fine. Don't. I'll save you the trouble. <laughs> Um, we did do a live show we there in Philadelphia. It was, was a lot a of fun. Time. It wasn't our bread and butter podcast. No, we, we switched it up a little bit. We did some visuals. Right. We used the PowerPoint as if we're trying to sell you on stock or something like yeah, that. Yeah, get one of those pyramid schemes where you're trying to sell pyramids, which is apparently a thing. I didn't <laughs> is know that. that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so we did that, and I'm going to take that video, the good audio that we have that I um, sabotaged a few other podcasts on because I forgot to hit record for smart. Bill. I never hit it for Kevin. <laughs> the only podcast that got fully recorded was Flock of Nerds, so you okay. guys are welcome. Um, but I did eventually hit it for hours, so I'm going to take that good audio, the video, and our visual um, visual presentation, mush mm. that together, make that a limited Patreon exclusive video for like a month okay. because our Patreon folks sign on to get one stream a month. Right. They didn't get that last month, so we're going to do that, and then we'll set it free for anyone who wasn't there who wants to see it that doesn't want to join our Patreon. It's a smart plan. I think so, too. Uh, and you're t- I'm, I'm reacting like like it's the first time I've heard it, but yeah, it's a smart, <laughs> we did discuss it yeah, beforehand. We did. we did. Uh, yeah, I think it's a smart plan too, and it was it was so much fun, Jay. Yeah, it I was mean, a blast. We're going to get into it in the video that we're going to make, but just maybe some quick quick uh, thoughts about that experience being up there in front of the club and doing our thing. What do you think about that? Oh um, yeah, I, like you know, anytime you do something live, you you tend to black out a little bit. Like right. you like. I went back and like skipped through the video. I was like, man, I don't remember hardly any of this. Right. But like, that was fun. Like, you know, people were laughing, seemed to be having a good time. We knew pretty much exactly who would be seated in front of us. So we, we had the jokes lined up. Yeah. So it felt good. Yeah. I it thought it good. went pretty well. Yeah, yeah. My only regret is that it was so short. Uh, yeah, I think was, in our head when we succinct. looked at that, we're like, this is fifty slides. We'll be, we'll, we'll this will be an hour. We'll pr- yeah. we put some Mad Libs at the end just in case we were short. Right. We burned through all that in thirty minutes. Yeah, even was, the backup stuff. It was incredibly quick. Yeah, uh, I think maybe live compresses things. Yeah, talking also fast, like we were both standing up, and mm-hmm. I think that automatically puts a, like a, a ticker in my head. Like if I'm seated, I'm like more relaxed. But if I'm standing up, I feel like you I just, have I have to stick to like some kind of time limit. You just can't wait to sit back down. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. Uh, no, but anyway, so yeah, I I too had I had a blast with that. Um, and so that'll be available to you at some point, whether you're a Patreon or not. Um, and then you uh, waned a little uh, reflective there in a C three blog that's I there on did, the Patreon. I did. I did. I made the executive decision to make that free to everyone. It made sense. It made yeah, sense, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got a little sappy, I guess, but it was, uh, it's something that just been on my mind ever since we got back and I just felt like I needed to, you know, I feel like that was the best place to do that. I'm not really good at like getting that deep into my feelings, like, you know, talking about it or like doing a video about it. You kind of need to be one-on-one with a beer. Yeah. You know, as people. Yeah. And that's like a version of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm not too far removed from what you said there. Mm -hmm. I, um... I don't really have a big family, right? Uh, by any means. Certainly, mm. I have a brother and a sister that I keep in contact with, but even they're older than me. We didn't grow up together. They're, as far as I'm concerned, they're basically aunts and uncles to me. Sure, I you know, yeah. I didn't grow up with them. But I definitely this year and a little bit last year, I started to see this club as, as sort of a family, For sure. and everyone sort of feels a family role in there and them. And I'm not just saying that; I really do think that. No, I, I I'm with you. Uh, the last little. Uh, 
announcement here before we get into the meat of the ep. The I business was, meat. The business meat. I recently <laughs> did a Cartridge Club Portable episode with Curtis over there. Yeah. About Batman on the Game Boy. It was a lot of fun. Curtis runs a tight ship over there, man. Those Game of the Months, because they're portable games, right. so they're intrinsically shorter. Sure. The podcast itself is, is shorter and very concise. Cool. You know, 35, 45 minutes, you're in and out, and I think we were pretty entertaining, at least we tried to be. And I, like I would it. say check that one out and... Uh, if you if you want Jake, if you um, maybe get something there on your Switch uh, that you would consider portable, sure. maybe reach out and try to get on an episode. They're a lot of fun. Do it. All right, does that do it for all the announcements? I think so. I think that gets everybody caught up on all of our goings on, your arguments with your wife, and your trip. <laughs> Did you record that part? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, recent pickups and hung radar. So I guess a lot of what we're going to talk about is yeah. a product of TMG. Yeah. So uh, once you get started, you seem to get a, you got a few here. I got a few, yeah. I think that's uh, now. Uh, I think I discussed in the last episode. I have decided to sort of reframe my Switch physical collection to mainly just include uh, Switch exclusive physical releases and as much of the like the limited release stuff that I can get my hands on. Um, so when I found out that Limited Run, the game. Uh, I don't know, third-party distributor, whatever you want to call them, uh, was going to have a table at Too Many Games. I was pretty stoked. So I like I brought a bunch of games with me that I no longer wanted in my collection, sold those for cash, and then just went wild at their vendor table. Uh, because in a really cool uh, thing that I had no idea what happened, they had a lot of stock of things that they're sold out online. So you can walk up to the table and see stuff that you just can't buy from them online. And you get it at those pre-order prices without paying shipping. So it was That's a big Thing right me. there, yeah. Big Any win. tax? Nope. Wow. Nope. Just flat dollar amounts. That's crazy. So thirty or thirty-five for pretty much any like regular edition of whatever they had. I saw you visit that table so many times. So did the dude who was did he notice? <laughs> yeah, like he would just look at me. He's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> because like I was I was basically like surveying the table to see what they had, and then I would scan a couple of other tables that had some stuff. Come back and it's like, yeah, look at that, just to see if there was better deals or. But for the Switch guy, they were the place for you. I mean, that's really the only. That's yeah. There was one other where I actually got a couple of limited run games that they didn't have um, themselves, which Mm -hmm. was cool. Uh, But so I picked up Shantae Half Genie Hero. I picked up Outlast Bundle of Terror from not them, even though it's a limited run. Got it from the New York Games guys. Do charge tax? Do charge tax? What's up with that? Right. Uh, and generally overpriced on pretty much everything. Yeah. But... I've they, seen those guys at MAGFest and... Yeah. Yeah. A little... I don't know, a little pretentious. Mm-hmm. Like their Amiibos are like thirty bucks each. No they have a lot of import stuff, which I guess is is their unique spin on things. But, but yeah, but I, like, I can I can get that stuff from Play Asia most of the time for cheaper. And there's like some codes you can get for free shipping. Anyway, I digress. So I got Outlast Bundle of Terror, which is just the first Outlast game on one cart with all the DLC. I got it from them for forty bucks, which is like five over like the regular pre order price would be. So I was like, that's cool, and threw it in my bag, moved on. Come to find out, the thing's worth like 170 bucks. That's crazy. Which was a cool deal. Like yeah. uh, easily my best pickup. Isn't ever. that awesome? When you, it, it's sometimes better to grab something not realizing it's worth a lot. Yes, and then finding out later that was that such was a really cool, cool surprise. Yeah, uh, and then one of Rockets, uh, it's Rocket Sauce Ryan, one of his uh, buddies. Uh, was selling stuff out of his trunk one night at the hotel, and I picked up the Outlast one and two bundle, uh, and got that at a good deal. Also worth close to 130 bucks. So nice, yeah, really good pickups there. Uh, you want me to just go through all these? 
Is that fine? Or do you want to If you, you want swap to, I mean, out? what are you proud of? What are you, what are you into? I mean, this is the stuff I'm proud of. Also got uh, just a couple others that will run through. Another World, which limited run. Don Maku Unlimited, limited run. <laughs> Kingdom New Lands, Cosmic Star Heroine, Slime Sand. All those limited run. Um, so you them. did good. I did, did good. well, rather. I did, I did. And you... So when you got there, we were thinking maybe some places will take some of your Switch games you were trying to purge. Yeah. Turns Nobody out not, was buying. not really interested Nobody in Switch, which I thought was interesting because you Agreed. know they go back to their game stores. Switch games are still coming off the shelves. Right. It's not like the Wii U or the Wii. You yeah. know? They'll know. sell these. And a lot of my shit was still sealed, too. Sure, yeah. Which was weird. But So yeah, anyway, I, I, I got fed up with toting those games around and just went to a GameStop and sold them all for cash. That way I wouldn't, you know, waste my time or anyone else's. Were you okay with the value you got from GameStop? Yeah, it was fine. Okay. It was fine. Did you expect more or less? I mean, if you sold them individually, I, obviously. I got more than I expected. Oh, great. Yeah. Good, good. That's. I don't think anyone's ever said that, so that's good. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> didn't do a lot of calculation. I was just like, I'm guessing I'll get this much, and I got more. So Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I detailed a lot of mine in the pickup video, but some highlights for me... Uh-huh. Um, of course, I'm working on that N64 collection. I got one of the uh, higher tier games, one of the rarer, harder to find ones. Transformers, Beast Wars, Transmetals. Oh boy, that's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a lot. Uh, Pick that up. And for the NES, I got Little Ninja Brothers and Bible Buffet. Little Ninja Brothers. That sounds cute. Yeah, it's a, it's it a little co-op game. Yeah, it's cute. It's pretty cute. And Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. And that's the Game Boy Castlevania game you want to get. So pick okay. that one up. So I was pretty excited about those. Um, have you picked up anything else there, Jake? I did get Mario Maker 2. Oh. Yeah. I guess we're going to talk about that later, aren't we? We will. Okie dokie. So things that are on the radar, I'm looking at a game that I don't know much about, and okay. I asked you about it before we started, and yeah. you were like, I don't know, could suck. Yeah. Um, could suck. Could suck. Stranger Things 3, the game. Right. This was announced at the Game Awards. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch that. But so it's supposed to be... It looks like a you know, beat-em-up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm con- just confused about the title a little bit because okay. Stranger Things three is coming. Yes, but this is the game of it. Yes, is do we know if it's? I mean, if I play the game, will the show get spoiled? No idea. I mean, the good thing to know is that it comes out on the same day as the show. So, oh, it does, July fourth. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Cool. I mean, I would think right. that. I would think not. I don't know, man. But I'm interested for sure. It comes out sure. on everything on July 4th. It does. It snuck up on me. I didn't. I have not heard anybody talk about it. I missed the Game Awards. I don't so think there's is... a lot of hype because I think everyone was kind of excited for the Telltale version of it. And then when Telltale went under, everyone was like, meh, sort of wrote off the game. But like this was, I don't know. I, I'm not terribly interested in it. But right. It, it may be cool. I'm only interested in it because it says Stranger Things right. 3 on it. Right. I looked at the, some of the screenshots and if it had been called like... Dan's holy opus or something like that. No <laughs> chance I would even care yeah. about it. You know? Yeah, that that's what they got going for him is that that brand. Yeah, and the other thing for me is Dragon Quest Builders Two. It's a game that I'm actually a little afraid of getting because um I can just see the hours I'm going to sink into that. Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah, and that of course comes out on Nintendo Switch and PS4 on July 12. Um, I totally get it on the Switch, of course. And I, I'm honestly a little afraid of getting it. Like <laughs> I don't know if I should. That's where I'm at with how much wow. I think I'm going to love it. But what well, you know. Why Why take myself away from something I love just yeah. because of this stupid podcast, you know? It's fine. You'll play other stuff. <laughs> sure, I will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, that's right. So I'll get the Dragon Quest Builders too if you beat three games in ep for the next three episodes. God damn it. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, not, if they're on my backlog, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe are, just random games, probably. <laughs> those are some honkers <laughs> yeah, on I that backlog. Yeah, honkers on that backlog. Okay, so for me on the radar, uh, there's a couple. I'm surprised both of these aren't on your list. Uh, I don't but know much about them. Soul Seraph. Uh, now, this is coming out on July 10th, which is really soon, considering I feel like it was just announced, which is kind of cool. It's from Sega, and it looks like a literal spiritual successor to ActRaiser. Like, oh, really? 100%. Like, it's, you're a god, you're trying to establish a civilization. It's part, like, isometric uh, town building and management and, like, side-scrolling action game. Fuck yes. Yeah, I'm really into this. I'm really into it, too, and that's on the Switch. It's on all the things. I'm gonna get it on that Switch. <laughs> I know you will, girl. That's good. Yeah. So, that's not going to have a Fizzy dish. Uh, I assume it will. Oh, I don't really. My God, I don't really know, but like, I assume it will. But yeah, it looks great. I can't believe this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah, like we blew it up on Twitter. I think it was during TMG, so that maybe maybe that's mm, when you missed it. Probably. Um, but yeah, well, it looks fucking great. Cool, cool. And I feel like it was weird because it was like just announced and then got this release date, which I love. You know, get that hype spiked and then get where it in people's it a, hands. If it's Sega, where was it announced? Just on Twitter and oh, like their social oh. media and website. And like they're just normal huh. press release shit. So like I miss all that. I need to. Fancy. I guess I need to sub the Sega. I mean, a lot of people were retweeting it that weren't. I mean, I just missed it. And yeah. It's probably just a name that I just. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not an established it, franchise. I actually, when I saw this, I thought you were going to tell me it was a bullet hell shooter. It seems like it feels like right? Soldies or whatever those you know ah, those yeah, games yeah. are. But cool, I'm in. Very cool. Uh, the other is Blazing Chrome. Was that a fast internet browser? <laughs> uh, no, it's with a. It was my nickname in high school. <laughs> uh, no, it's a. Uh, it's a contra like. If if we can if we can say that we can say whatever it's, we want it's to contra like it's like, um, like sixteen bit era pixel art. You know, looks you know similar in vein like to uh, what's that game that I was supposed to play with you? Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Looks like Axiom Verge, but you know a little more. A little more grounded, but it also has like that sort of high level of reality, like like a Contra. Uh, but it looks great. I think it's coming to Game Pass, and I know it's coming to Switch as well. So yeah, that's the day after Soul Seraph. So it seems like you're going after games I would like. What are you doing? Are you becoming me? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just it they both looked really fun to me. Very cool. Yeah, when I saw Blazing Chrome, I was like, oh, Trav's gonna like that. So so I'm gonna like so it. You're gonna like it. Aww. You're gonna like both of these. Sweet. I mean, to be fair, I like. Dragon Quest Builders. I don't think I care about Stranger Things, but, you know, we're kind of in each other's lanes sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, cool. Well, what happened last time? Let's check it out. Previously on Polykill, Trav knocked out Fire Emblem Warriors in a NES wrestling game while Jake didn't beat a damn thing. He does dig into Operencia the Stolen Sun while Trav continues Wild Arms in Red Dead 2. It's almost time for Philadelphia and the hosts are ready to pony up and hit the road. The episode wraps up with games to be excited about for B3 for the topic of Discourage. All right. I cannot believe our last episode was about E3. That's weird. Why does E3 feel like it was already two months ago? I don't know, man. I think it's just was a it lot TMG of... and the C3 and all that? Yeah, was I think it's just a lot. We moved on from weeks. it quick as a people. I don't think anybody really mentioned anything about E3 while we were at TMG or C3. No, like, I, I never, mean, to there's be no fair, conversation that's, about that's it. That's not the crew for it. Maybe not, but maybe still. a retro-centric crew, right. but like, like, the jo- <laughs> like the joke that you were making over there is just like people introducing themselves to each other and they have retro oh, somewhere yeah. in their name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm Jogo's Retro. I'm, I'm retro Steve, something. Yeah, the, yeah I, I saw that. Go- I don't know if yeah. it was Jogo's Retro. That's a real dude, but I, I yeah, did I see <laughs> like three people meet each other for the first time and there's like, oh, I'm... Um, Joe Retro. I was like, well, I'm Bob Retro. Like, cool, man. I'm Steve Retro. Like, everybody was just like, everybody was their own retro. I love it. Um, 
Did I say Steve Retro twice? Maybe. Okay. We'll uh, say Scott Retro. Oh, I said I said Joe, Bob, and Steve. Okay. Those are very common names. Indeed. And those pro- it probably was what happened. Probably. Um, all right. Cool. Yeah. So what have we been working on? Let's jump in. Jake, you yeah. got a bunch here you've been playing on. Yeah. Now, I'll be very frank and earnest. I, on the last episode, I just completely forgot to mention a game that I had spent like six hours in. Just, that happens to me, man. I get it. I, I just yeah, I completely totally forgot it. to bring it up. And that's The Surge. Uh, this is on Game Pass. It was something I was moderately interested in when it was released. Um, it actually received a decent amount of critical acclaim. I think, you know, sixes and sevens, maybe some eights here and there. But I think it's one of those that's kind of becoming a cult classic mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, it's a focus home interactive published game. So, you know, not super high like AAA, but... I remember watching a um, man Digital Foundry episode because I watched a lot of their stuff, and they did an episode on the surge, and they were just in, just completely impressed with how well the game was put together technically. Because like on Xbox One X, it runs at 4K, 60 frames per second, very quick loading times, gorgeous, and the whole thing. It's a pretty big game, and it like it's like a nine gig game. It's impressive. Wow. Um, but it is a Souls-like sci-fi game. So the uh, the idea is it's like the future. And I don't know, you, you're a handicapped person who's in a wheelchair, who's like going to get like an exoskeleton from this big corporation. You go under for surgery, wake up, and everything's gone to hell. And you've got to fight all these robots and these like zombified people. In but now you're completely mobile. Completely mobile. Okay. Because you've got this exoskeleton. And... I don't know. It's just really fun. The combat's pretty satisfying. Um, it plays very smooth. It's pretty. Uh, but yeah, I spent a lot of time with it. I was really impressed. Um, I, it's, it, in terms of like a Souls-like, it's actually pretty forgiving and not terribly difficult to play. Is that why it's called a Souls-like is because it's tough? There is some difficulty, but it also kind of like there's a lot of like mechanics that are reminiscent of a Souls game. So like every time you go to a health regen station, it's kind of like uh, starting a bonfire. Right. So like when you do that, it saves the game, you replenish your health, but every enemy responds again. Ah, uh, that's always the bummer. Yeah. Uh, Brian was talking about it, played it, and he said he hated that too. I was like, dude, the fun, the fun thing about that though is it's just like as you level up, you can immediately see how much better you are because you're fighting something that you just fought a minute ago and you're like, oh damn, this guy's a piece of cake now. And the enemies don't level up with you. Nope. That's just, my favorite thing about any game. Yes. All right, cool. And I'm looking it up here. It takes between 20, 25 hours to beat. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's girthy. decent. Yeah, it's yeah. girthy. A lot of that's probably just retrying stuff over and over. Right? I mean, I'm Good imagining stuff. so. Yeah. yeah, I'm imagining so because it is obtuse. It doesn't really explain much, uh, but it's really fun. It's like those Souls games. They take like 30 hours for people to beat, but then you watch a speed run. It's like 45 minutes. Right. Like if you really know what you're doing, you know it's going take long. Yeah, exactly. All right, what else? Uh, so, Operencia, The Stolen Sun. I, th- I think I brought that up on Twitter. I don't remember if I brought it up on the episode. I don't know. I, I, I think, think I, I did. think maybe, yeah, I a little bit. So, I spent more time with that. What's that about again, though, just to refresh? Uh, it's, a, it's a, you know, a party-based fantasy, first-person dungeon-crawling RPG. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm starting to remember now. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I like it. It's, it's, it's oddly nostalgic. You know, it's just it's got an old-school feel to it high fantasy it's not um like a Baldur's gate kind of nostalgia. no like, i mean more like like some old school shit like i'm trying to think of something right now thought my head and i can't did you ever play legend of grimrock which is a fairly not old game but i did not basically everything set up on the grid 
Okay. And you move in those spaces. Okay. But they do a good job of sort of not masking that, but just like adapting that to a, a outdoor structures and, you know, just being out in the woods and stuff rather okay. than just crawling through dungeons. What are you playing this on? Xbox. It's on uh, Game Pass. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I really do like it. I should be able to beat it. I don't I don't know what the HLTB is on it, but... I'm looking at the uh, art style and some screenshots now, and it actually it kind of reminds me of Darksiders, just looking at it. Like I can see that. Art style Yeah, I can see that. Especially like some of the, the like portraits and stuff like that. Right on. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, I finished the story mission uh-huh. of Red Dead. Right. Two. Yes. Finally. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool ending. Oh, yeah. I like the way it wrapped up. Um, there was, there's actually people, you know, I, I had lunch with you and Brian, I think mm-hmm. close to after I beat it and you guys were like, what'd you think of the ending? What'd you think of the ending? Yeah. And the ending was great, but I was still hooked on one twist that happens well before the ending. Right. That impacted me more. Sure. Uh, all in all, I think this game, you know, well acted, well written, everything about it is just fantastic. I didn't experience any weird glitches other than that time I couldn't get that treasure. Right. Uh, that was the only weird thing. Um, yeah, what an impressive game. And so right. there is two, is it two epilogues two or a two-part epilogue at the yeah. end? And I'm almost done with the first one. And so when I finish that, I don't think it'll take me too much longer. I'll officially get credits. Right. I do have the achievement for beating the game. but right. uh, It gives you that. You guilted me into staying course. You said the, I the think epilogue you, is like, great. I really, I it's entirely different in tone, but I really love it. Okay. No, I that's mean, good I would enough. play that as a standalone, like... I'd replay that by itself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was convinced because I don't um, I don't want to leave anything open on this. I want to I want to finish this completely this game because yeah. I loved it so much. It's, it's it, I think it's important to play, especially if you like the first game. Oh, like the original, yeah. like the main Red Dead beef. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like the oh first. the original. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Because yeah, yeah. yeah I, that makes sense. Because yeah. you got Marston. Okay, got yep. it. All right, gotcha. Um, all right. What else? Uh, let's see. I have dabbled in fallout 76 speaking of games people are probably tired of hearing about (laughs) what about fallout 76 yeah i know uh so i think the first day that i played it was uh the day before we left for c3 did brian cry when you told him he teared up he he definitely teared up (laughs) (laughs) he he reached out for my hand i I drew back really quickly because it was weird we were like jersey mics it was weird brian of course Uh, our friend that has played uh, hundreds of hours hundreds of Fallout of 76 hours. and actually beaten whatever quest there is there yeah. twice. Yep. And he's going to play it again because of the new stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a madman and I love it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I bought the game for like next to nothing because I had like the CD keys version was like 16 bucks and I had like 19 bucks in PayPal. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Um, so anyway, jumped into that and oddly enough, it was like West Virginia day, which I didn't even know was a thing. Like the first day I played. So they were giving like double XP for What do you think they do in West Virginia on West Virginia day? Man, I don't want to throw stones. I don't want to throw stones. I don't know. I don't know. They probably just, I don't know. Tongue their sister harder. Is that what you were going to say? (laughs) Is that what you were going to say? I have family from West Virginia. I get a pass. I can say whatever. That's fair. Yeah, I can say whatever. I I won't say anything. Um, but yeah, like I, I jumped in, I probably spent maybe two hours total. So that's like getting through character creation and getting out of the initial vault and stuff. And I have to say, like the game is in a good state. It, like when I played the beta, I guess a year ago. Is that what turned you off originally? Uh, no. I mean, I thought it was a neat concept, but it was like uh, very obviously beta. And like, and I've seen like even in the full release, 
bugs and, and glitches and shit. But I, I really hadn't noticed anything yet. That's that's just that's just that Bethesda butter, baby. But you got to get those glitches. Yeah, those like, bugs. Some of them were terrible. Like when I played the beta, like I would just be walking and then stuff would just spawn literally out of thin air right in front of me to to try kill me. You know, it's funny. I I was watching some speed runs of the uh, SGDQ this this past week, right. and they were doing a, a Skyrim speed run. Okay, and I guess it's something that they never fixed, and they use in the speed run. If you stand on a bucket and pick it up, you just hover straight up into the clouds. Oh, and that's shit. how they're getting around. I was like, that's amazing. That's hilarious. That's some of that Bethesda butter, I baby. That they, I love that they don't fix it. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's just like now they're having fun with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's kind of like I remember. I think the first shop that you go to, like in the first town you go to in Skyrim, which I don't remember, it starts with an R. I don't remember it. it was people Riven, probably, Rivendell. That's no, Lord, that's of, the Lord of the Rings. That's the first thing. Whitehall, White River. Nope, White River Run. White. It's the it's the town. Ruritan Club. Shh. Richmond. We'll call it Richmond. <laughs> but like one of the first things you have to do is like get a key to like a cave or something. And you could literally pick up a bucket and put it on the shopkeeper's head so he wouldn't see you steal it. <laughs> I mean, that's good physics. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, I love that they do that sort of thing. But anyway, Fallout 76, it actually runs really nice on the Xbox One X. Like the frame rates like in the 40s or 50s usually, I can tell, I think, 40s or 50s. Um, you can see frames now. No, I, ha- I think I have a sense for what 40 frames per second looks like. You can like. look at a screen and be like, that's about 50 Like I said, I watch Digital Foundry videos. So that's like, crazy. They, they keep a ticker on that shit. That's crazy. Uh, but I'm having fun with it so far. You know, it's just running around and um, yeah, shooting things, leveling up, finding loot, all that, you know, all that classic Bethesda stuff. But I do like the feel of it. I do like being in the mountains. That's cool. Yeah, right? It, 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 it is cool. It's cool to play a game close to home. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. Nice man. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I also picked up Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Now, I've heard. Pe- I've heard. I've heard. I've heard people talk about. Uh, you do have family this. from West Virginia. Don't you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, learned me something about it. Uh, this is the game that's in- inspired the new Zelda yes. one, right? Yes. The Zelda, what's that Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule. Right. Which is a great name. I love that name. That's cool. But Crypt of the Necro Dancer, it's a it's a roguelike dungeon thing. It's pixel art, but everything is in, in time to a song. So like every move that you make to the next tile, the next space in the game, has to be in rhythm. So it is a rhythm game. It's a rhythm game, but I it's like also those. it's also like a pretty tough roguelike so like you die you respawn you get some currency you go buy an upgrade you go try it again um and like your combat has to be in time it's pretty cool like it's difficult i'm not good at it but it's fun to try i mean i would have so much fun with that you should i mean you should get it because i'm assuming it's like a lot of the games i like where even if you fail you're starting back on it quick yeah a lot it's of repetition pretty quick it's not as quick as like meat boy or something right, right. but it's just like do you want to go back to the lobby and spend your money? Yes. Is it like a Parappa the Rappa in some way? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. It's, it's, it's more like, I don't know. Yeah, just just watch a video of it or something. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. What are you playing this on? Switch? Switch. Yeah, it was on sale for like three bucks uh, when Cadence of Hyrule got released. Dig only? Uh, yeah, dig only. I don't think anyone's done a Fizzadish. Not that I can recall. Okay. I'd be, I'm surprised that they haven't, actually. Maybe, but it's maybe cool one that they day. got the, the Legend of Zelda license. That's really cool. Yeah, no doubt. That yeah. looked cool, too. Yeah, I'll and get that at some point. I'm one to, like, look at a Zelda derivative and be like, nah. <laughs> but that looked fun. It does look fun. Uh, speaking of Fizzadish on yeah, the Switch, yeah. I got that Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, girl. And Hollow at your boy. It is a very... <laughs> I feel wet when I play it. Like, with sexiness? Not, no. Okay. Not with, not with slit gravy. I feel wet. <laughs> I feel wet with a, a dank burden of 
dampness. It's oppressing. I feel like I just walked into just a humid jungle with dripping leaves and plants. I didn't get the humid feeling at all. It's just wet. Everything's kind of dripping. (laughs) Everything's kind of... It's dead and wet. Yeah. Anyway, it's... I, I'm only now that I've played maybe uh, two and a half hours of mm-hmm. it, getting to where I'm starting to see how it flows. Right. So starting out, I was just constantly getting smacked down, yes. getting beat down pretty hard, and yes. I was starting to wonder, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. Now I do remember from episode wait, wait, wait. what was it, eighty five, eighty? True crime, true crime with Pam. When yeah, we had Pam yeah, yeah, on, yeah, 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 She yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. this game, and she, I remember her saying because I was really interested in this game when she talked about she it. She didn't like the map situation. She didn't like the map situation. Right. I also am not a fan of it. Now, sure. I'm, I'm used to playing a lot of Metroidvanias and right. having the map taken for me and added to me and detracted for me and right. being half map and whole map. Um, this is brutal in the way that they have this set up. And it's pretty tough. You have to really get lucky finding the guy that's going to give you that map. Right. And if you don't find because I, I one time went all the way around this place, like the second area that you get to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I went through every room. And the bo- and the guy with the map was like in a little nook and cranny off to the side, and I basically yeah. completed the whole thing. And I was like, "God damn it, that sucks!" Yeah, because yep. it, it really stunted a lot of what I was able to do. You know, I didn't know my way around or anything. So that I don't love so much. Sure, I think it's a neat mechanic if you like brutal challenge. Right, I'm not. I'm not saying it ain't. You know, I just love the gameplay. Does like it feels so good? Uh, yeah, I I get. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to that so much as just like where the fuck am I going? <laughs> Okay. That's mainly been my thing. Um, But I'm going to stick with it. I mean, shit. I just, I love the world, man. I just like the way it feels. Wet. It's not wet. I feel wet. I don't know what it is. (laughs) But I am. uh, I'm sweating when I play it. It could be. It's hot in this basement. Uh, What I am thinking, though, is that I might restart it because it's been a while since I've done it. And since I've dabbled in it, and I've probably forgotten like literally everything. It's like a 30 hour game. And I'm sure a lot of that is where the fuck is the map. It could be. But it's on Game Pass now, so if you're interested, jump yeah. in. It's on, is it on everything? So, I think it's on everything. Yeah. It may not be on PS4, actually, now that I'm thinking about I thought, it I out thought it loud. Was. It may be. It may be. Maybe not. Do not name this episode Slit Gravy. Whatever you do, oh, do I'm not a, do oh, it. Oh, girl. I do am. not do it. Uh, all right, so it's time to get into a little bit of some uh, current events when we're talking about games we're playing. Mario Maker Dose. Now, I missed out on the first one. Completely. Didn't have a Wii U. Why? Everyone had a Wii U, man. So many of you had Wii U's. Like, 12 of you. <laughs> yeah. it was I funny. knew three of them. Okay, I was talking to a uh, to, uh, friend and, and fairly new listener, Marty. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we were talking about, Hi, Marty. Like, uh, like, collecting. I was like, I think Wii U would be not easy, but, like, pretty simple to collect for in terms of physical stuff. I don't I don't think Wii? there was a lot. Wii U. Wii U. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And everything's um, still priced decent. Right. It's a fair, you know, I feel like it's... On, it, you can still go to GameStop and get plenty. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's an easy one to collect for. And I was like, I'm, I'm guessing they probably had maybe 200 physical titles. And he's like, no, probably a lot more than that. And I was like, mm, let's see. And I think it's 160. I'm not sure, but it is around 200 or yeah. less. Yeah. Like, I, I looked it up on, like, there was a collector subreddit. It was like, here's a spreadsheet of everything oh, okay. I could find. And it was 160. I mean, I guess if you, if you were to count imports or whatever, it, it could get sure. a little more. Sure. You know, I was just think, I think that was focused on, like, U.S. retail. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Easily. I mean, I can't think of one. There might be a couple things out there that are uh, priced above retail, mm. but most everything is still 60 or lower. Like that Axiom Verge. Yeah. You know, that Wii U Axiom Verge, how wild is that? And and then, to your point, I guess, um, did Limited Run recently make a Wii U version? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you never know what could come out. Yeah. 
pretty crazy. We, like they're releasing Dreamcast games like two years ago too. Yeah, what the hell? Crazy. But anyway, I missed out on Mario Maker. The first oh, yeah. one. That's the moral of that story. That was the moral of that story. So when this one, you know, obviously it's first party. I'm down to pound. I want to play it. Wasn't sure how much I would care to do the creation stuff. I just like having endless Mario levels to play is a big attraction for me because like that is like comfortable shoes, right? Like just sitting down, putting an old pair of slippers on and it's like, I know the mechanics. I know what I'm doing. Here's just new levels for me Mm -hmm. forever. Um, But man, did I get hooked on building a level? It's fun, man. I've built one level so far and I'm not like super proud of it, but I think it's, challenging and fun for a starter for your yeah. first level yeah like i had been playing another game which i'll get to in a bit but like um i just wanted to make this like shmup bullet hell level so it's like you get one of those clown heads that shoot fire and um you just got flying shit everywhere that's shooting at you and piranha plants and swinging firearms and you know bonsai bills as they're called now and not bullet bills which is weird. Huh, that is weird. I guess it's more PC. I guess. I don't know. I don't I feel know. Like it's a little racist now. Um, but anyway, um, made that, and I was just like, man, this is. I've played my own level like so much. <laughs> I don't, it, it's stupid in vain, but it's just like I made this. This is pretty cool. So yeah, I can't. I can't wait to do more. And I know. I think there's a thread on the Cartridge Club forums, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah where people are there and share sharing stuff. their stuff. Yeah. And you I, can follow creators, which is cool. So like, you can just check them and see what their levels are, so you don't have to like do a, a level code for each one right so on. that'll be handy yeah i really liked uh, in the first one i'm sure it's in the second one too but you could make a level and pu- i think you could publish up to 12 levels or have 12 of them active okay uh, you can publicly. have 32 in this one now. okay yeah and one thing i really liked is that you could send it out there to the ether and weeks you could forget about it and you'd fire it up and you would see like 113 people have played your level right. and left comments or something and, you know x amount of people you know got it or whatever, and it shows you like where they messed up the most, yeah. and where they died the most, and uh, that was really cool. I mean, I'm, I kind of like the stats of it yeah, a little yeah. bit more than, than the actual game in some regard, but yeah. I can't wait to, to get my hands on Mario Maker 2. Yeah, um, and, and along with Dragon Quest Builders 2, like I'm saying, man, this podcast might go downhill. <laughs> we're just going to be talking about, we'll just call it the Mario Maker podcast. Yeah. Let's just start that. be the levels in the shit we're building in, yeah. in games. Methodologies. Um, I mean, there are plenty of Minecraft podcasts. Oh, for you know? sure. So why can't we just emulate that and become that, be that? Let's don't. Okay. <laughs> for me, the the, uh, the next thing I've been... Were you done with Mario? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. The next thing is for me has been uh, Battlefield V. Right. Which is five, damn it. It is the <laughs> fifth one, right? Uh, I mean... There was a four right before. Bad Company? There was, was a one a before one, it. A one. What was one? One is... Is that the one I'm playing? Yeah. I'm not playing V. Nope. I'm playing one. Why did you let me put that in the script? I didn't even look at this, man. God damn it. I, I ain't a part of this podcast. Battlefield 1 yeah. is the game I'm playing because it's about World War One. Correct. That's how I knew that. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. It was a test for you before. <laughs> so recently I got really into World War One. Right. I know I expounded on this on an off-kilter before. Right. I don't know if I mentioned it here. But, I don't think so. But I did... Um, I went through a podcast drought or an audiobook drought, and I decided to finally jump into those Dan Carlin podcasts yeah. about World War One, which is, um, what is it called? Something for Armageddon. Blueprint for Blueprint. Armageddon. Yeah. And uh, really good. You know, they're they're uh, beefy, about three or four hours a piece. There's six of them. And Very granular. Very granular, but also he speaks to you at a level of you know maybe a college professor or something yeah. like that. He's not it's not too in the weeds. He 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 dumbs a lot of it down. If he uses a term he doesn't think you'll get because it's a history term, he's willing to explain it. So yep. it's very entry level good stuff. And I got really into it. I got really into World War One. It's a weird time, 
because it is sort of, you know, a lot of uh, the world kind of grew up right there. We didn't know what we were capable right. of until that moment. We were like, wow, we can really kill a lot of people. Yeah, we can do this efficiently now. Yeah, and um, the first year or so of the war, no one knew that. I mean, right. people had weapons that would mow down people. They didn't know what the other side had, and they just started walking toward each other like a bunch of idiots, and everybody was dying, and they're like, we got to stop doing that walking toward each other thing. We don't like this anymore. <laughs> a lot of people are dying. But <laughs> aside from a lot of death and all that, the, the really fascinating thing is it feels like that's the the – time when the world kind of grew up sure yeah and uh so i was really fascinated by that so i wanted to play a game that put me in a lot of the stuff i've been hearing and reading about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh not not to romanticize the dark depths of war but i really just wanted to see what i've been hearing you know i wanted to right. see what these crafts look like and what these guns look like and what these soldiers look like and so what battlefield one does is put you in the shoes of uh a soldier um on any front right there's a number of fronts that are uh here i think there's uh, the desert um of i guess it's it's near i haven't gone to that one yet but I'm, I'm assuming it's near like turkey the ottoman right empire you're doing some stuff in uh great britain you're doing some stuff on the german front so it takes you all over the place uh different years from the war and really fun little was it five vignettes yep. you could call them about an hour and a half, two hours a piece. Very playable, very very playable, and very, very cool. versatile too. Like oh, yeah. ones you know, you're flying, one you're on a ship, one you're on Tank. ground in tanks, yep. uh, one you're on camels out in the desert, something like that. Um, so pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I've not played a battlefield game at all. Uh, and they're they're none. pretty. They run well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's I'm impressive. only playing the campaign, so it's right. just yeah, a yeah, yeah. single the multiplayer player experience. is just. Too much. Yeah, but, I mean, for me, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not particularly interested in that aspect of it. But this was cool. I mean, it it tells a decent story, and um, it's really fun. I enjoyed it. Good. I'm not done with it yet, though. I got a couple more of those vignettes to go. I'm sure I'll cool, cool, cool. Be done with it next time. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so the last game that I have been playing, and this was a recent uh, acquisition. Like I got it maybe two days ago. But uh, at the top of the show, when I mentioned Don Dan Don Maku Don Dan Dan Ma, yeah, what is it called? That sounds like the guy that does my tires. Uh, Probably. Dan Maku Tires? Dan Maku. There it is. Don Maku, I think is how it's pronounced. Anyway, uh, I got the, the limited run Fizzadish of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed the pre-order. They had it at TMG on the table, so I snagged it. Uh, not really knowing exactly what the game is. I just like, I need it, so give it, give it, give it, <laughs> give it. Uh, so anyway, I popped up the eShop, found that the game itself was only 10 bucks, and I had like 200 gold coins, so I got it for like 7 you bucks. and change. Scrooge McDuck? I know, I hoard that shit. It's a lot of gold coins. Uh, yeah, it's like $2, so it got me, <laughs> I got me $2 off. Um, so anyway, jumped into that, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, loving it. I've been in this sort of shoot 'em up thing lately. Like, I, we had that little high score race where you just kind of mopped mopped the floor with me, and then I never got back. But you'll, on you'll be me. Switch and yeah. shoot. Switch and shoot. Uh, it's 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 tough. Yeah. It really works your brain. This one not like that. It's just a classic Japanese bullet hell vertical shmup. Um, but so you still, it's on switch. So you do hold switch. the switch the other direction. You can do it either way. Okay. Uh, you can you can go vertical or you can you know stay horizontal. Um, but it is. Like I'm playing on the beginner level. I'm playing on the they they have what's called um, graze modes, and there's two different modes for grazing. But what what that is is like there's only one part of your ship that if it gets hit, uh, will kill you. Like anything, like any part of your ship can touch whatever. Just what's called the core cannot get hit. So what they want you to do to build up a charge meter. That gives you like a overpowered attack for about ten seconds is graze other shots. So they want you to get real close to it, 
And then like the more you do that and the more you string together, you build that super meter and then you can just go fucking haywire. So it's like in racing games when you if you drive in the opposite lane or have some near misses, it builds up your exactly. turbo, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's it's fun. the same idea. And of course in a bullet hell, there's plenty of opportunities sure. to do that. Yeah. And plenty of opportunities to just totally fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure. Um but it's really fun, like cause you can just dart around and like get really close to stuff and you get that little force feedback if you have the rumble on. Um but it's really pretty. The soundtrack is kick-ass, um, and it's hard as balls. There's only five levels, and I've gotten to the boss of the fourth level like twice, but it's still wow. kind of a challenge to get there. Yeah. Um, but it's just super fun and addictive. It's one of those that you can, um, I don't know. It's just very video gamey. It's just it's brightly colored. It's flashy. It's high score driven. Uh, it just feels very classic, but also it's not. It's not like going back and playing like 1943 or something where it's like, this is awkward. Right, right. Like, this is like super polished and great. So, if you're looking for something that's fun and challenging, this one I don't think got a lot of press. I don't know if it was like a Japanese import. I don't know what the deal is, but it's super fun. Sometimes, unfairly, I think games that have a Japanese name in them just immediately get overlooked. That's fair. By press and by the general public, you know. but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's damn fun. That's awesome, yeah. I also forgot one other game to mention and I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go through this quickly that I've been playing but Slime Sun or Slime Sand I think it's Slime Sun uh, it's, it's another limited run that I picked up um, but I got the, the Digidish Digidish of course yeah uh, on the Switch it's like uh, six bucks I think but it's like if you want to play Super Meat Boy again play this really it's damn it's damn close strong words man yeah it's got a couple of cool mechanics because you're playing like this little blob of slime that's working its way through like the uh, intestines of a larger like eel or something but there's like a hundred levels to play through but it's almost the exact same mechanics as Super Meat Boy. Like, you can run and, like, wall jump and stuff, but you also can, like, goo through, like, porous things, and you also have a dash. So, like, if there's, like, a barrier that you can kind of see through, you can just, like, hit a button to, like, phase through, through it. it. Um, and then you have a dash, and then, like, there's enemies and, and stuff like that. So it's super mm. challenging, but a lot of fun. It's called what now? Slime Son. And you can play it on the Switch. Switch? Yep. Nice, it's good. It's real good. Right. Man, you sold me on a couple of games there. I like. Yeah. It. I like that you're playing games I've not heard of, Jake. I yeah, it's been a while that. since I, since I've gone off the beaten path, and I'm yeah. kind of glad that I am. It's it's fun again. Very cool. Now it's time to jump into games that we've completed. Yeah, finally, games that we've just got the credits on. We've beaten them. I did decent. You did good. I man. did okay. You yeah. did good. I beat a lot of these before we left for Philly, and a lot of them were just quick, quick beats. Sure. Um, the first one was Halo Spartan Assault. I did not like this game. I only played this because at the time I was done with Red Dead and I moved on to other things on Game Pass. And okay. you were like, "Hey, man, it doesn't count unless you get the credits." <laughs> I mean, and, you didn't. And I was like, as a as a, as the purveyor of this podcast <laughs> and a hashtag just beat it uh, aficionado, I must agree with you. Yeah, you have to. So, um, but I did. I did spend a little time with it. Halo Spartan yeah. Assault. It's of course a, it's a twin stick shooter. Right. I think it was originally on like iPad or some shit. Was it really? Yeah. I mean, it was super easy. Yeah. You know, knocked, I just didn't two like sittings, it. knocked it out. Um, I actually, I mean, I enjoy. I, I, that might be the first twin stick shooter I've actually played. Now that I'm thinking about really? it, really, I think so. In, in terms of like, I love twin stick shooters. I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but. I mean, that one was fun. Yeah. I, I bet do. Frankie's just screaming Neurovoider right now. I, that maybe if that's a good one, I'll do it. He loves it. I've heard people say that out loud. So Okay. Actually, maybe I haven't. Say it again. <laughs> Neurovoider. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? Yeah, you feel like you're about ready to say something dirty. <laughs> Neurovoider. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I also finished Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Yeah. I was working on that last time. Once I figured out 
that it wasn't just elevators and bushes? I mean, it is that. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Yeah, it's all elevators and bushes. hundred percent. But I kind of got, I, I realized that it's it's just a roguelike game. Okay. So I was really confused at first because I'm like, am I even doing this right? Um, I was. Okay. So essentially, Good. you there, there's, uh, I think, there's 20-something levels, 25 levels, I think, mm-hmm. and there's 10 pieces of your ship scattered on these levels. Ah. Uh-huh. You got to go from... And the levels are like different planets. So you got to scour the level. If you don't find it, you go to the next level. You open presents for perks. Some of them are mysterious. They could hurt you or not. So you have to go talk to a wise man and give him money, and he can tell you what you have. And um, I kind of got the hang of it to where I liked it, and then I eventually uh, finished it. Cool. Actually, we started to have fun with it at some point after kind of hating it for the first amount of time I played it. But you powered through. I did. I I ended up thinking it was fine. I'm actually interested in going back and playing a little bit of the Genesis versions of Genesis games just to see what's different, what's what's up. up. I like it. Uh, The other game that I beat uh, along with our friend Hokey Briz, uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah. The couch co-op horror sesh that we keep going. Silent Hill 2, of course, mm-hmm. the remastered dish that was around the PS3, Xbox era, I think. Right. The awkward conversations. Yeah. What? The out of, the out of sync, out of... Out oh, of yeah. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. It's, it's all the way through. Like, all the way That's up to terrible. There. There's no realization that you're in the hellish world. All your conversations <laughs> come out flat. Like, what's up? It's like, what you should you be screaming for your life. Yeah. But it, it ended up being... An okay time. Good. I think the thing that really hurts it is the camera positioning. Mm. Something that somehow, as frustrating as Resident Evil games were with their camera, mm-hmm. it was still um, okay. This okay. sometimes just had some unforgivable things. And the thing is, the camera wasn't always fixed. You could push the L button and swing the camera behind you. Okay. But sometimes it wouldn't let you, and then sometimes it would just fuck it up. Oh, so, yeah, that's uh, some of that bullshit. It's some of that bullshit. Yeah. Another thing I didn't like about this game is that we miss so many things picking up things because, you know, a lot of games, if they're dark, they'll kind of tell you where something is, make it glow a little bit. And I don't always like that because it's kind of giving it away, like yeah. what's the point of searching for it? But these yeah. things were so cryptically hidden, like they just matched the back. They didn't stand out at all. They didn't look, what, look like what they were supposed to look like. And so that held us up a little bit. But I, other than that, though, I think the game really holds up. Like it was, it was fucking spooky at times. Like cool. there were some times where it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, just like running. And, <laughs> and uh, the story made no fucking sense as I expected. Good. So. Silent Hill 2 is done. The other one, mm-hmm. Batman. You can hear more about it on the CC Portable episode, which releases at some point in the future. Jake is doing his Batman song with yeah. his tongue. I'm being I'm turned on by it. It's a lot of tongue action. <laughs> a little bit. Um, good game, though. I mean, I, I talk way more about it on that podcast, but I will say Sunsoft Platformer on the Game Boy. I love it. Cool. It's my favorite shit. Uh, it's tough. Kick it in. 4-2 is a bitch. Oh. Joker, also a bitch. Now, finally. Finally. Wild Arms. Wild Arms. Put a bow on that last night. Great. And uh, don't have much more to add about it, but now I'm interested in what the sequels are like. I've been cool. asking some people on Twitter. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know how quickly I'll move on. I really need to do something other than an RPG for a little bit. Sure. But if I do jump into another one, it might be Wild Arms too. Very cool. I really enjoyed it. I think I like how streamlined it was. I like the art style. It held up great. Mm. And it was, I mean, I was. it was easier. I guess that's why I liked about it. I mean, yeah. I don't, not to... Not the puss okay. out, no, but I get it. But I got to the end. I was super overpowered by the time I got to the end. That's and fun. I just went through it, but I like that better than being frustrated on you know on end and having to redo large sections and all that stuff. So gotcha. Because um, that's what gets me. That zonks me out every time. Yeah. You, know, you look back at all the ones I've stopped playing. It's because I got to the end and got fucked up. 
And this one I didn't. That's you why didn't. I like it. You OP'd it. I was prepared. All right. What did you yeah. beat? Anything good? Uh, let's see. Well, again, I didn't. I'm kidding. I beat a game. I beat a game. I've actually, this one was a bit of a surprise beat. Like, I didn't even set out to do it. I just set out to play <laughs> Oops, the game. Oops, I beat it. I, just, I mean, literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's Dead Cells. Now, this yeah, is a dude. game that I've been playing for probably close to a year at this point. I think so. Um, and it's one that I don't talk a lot about, but I'll just jump in occasionally and just, you know, it's just fun to play. It's mechanically satisfying. It's got that roguelike, so it's never quite the same. Uh, but it's still got like all the hooks that, that make me like playing games. You know, satisfying combat, good platforming. It's got the Metroidvania elements. Uh, it's even a little funny at times, a little self-aware. Um, and I had made it to the final boss, I think, twice before. Um, because it's like there's with the game as as in most metroidvanias there's like an optimal route to get to the end and i finally figured out the best way to do that and how to get there without getting my ass kicked way too much right right um but yeah like i just sat down and like the game i think takes about 45 minutes on average to beat it if you're if you're good at it i think my um total time for that run through was like an hour 10 minutes, something like that, hour two. Um, but yeah, I got to the final boss and was like, oh, well, I'm here. I guess I'll see what I can do it. Uh, and really, it, it, I don't know if I've just gotten better at the game or my reflexes were on point, but just boom, boom, pow, just beat him on the first try. I only use like one sip of my uh, my health medicine stuff. Nice, man. Um, maybe it's all the, all the shmups you've been playing. Maybe. Maybe my, my reflexes are, are better. them in. But like the key to that game you know, is are the traps. 100% the traps. Use like the traps. It, bow, I, I barely used a bow or any ranged weapon. I didn't use a shield. Um, I think I even had like a big hammer. I think that was my melee weapon. Yeah, you do. Well, I know you got a big hammer over there, big <laughs> guy. I've, I've seen um, you shower. Hey, did you know that? No. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but yeah, I beat it. It was kind of a surprise. It was like, well, shit. Uh, but yeah, it opens up a new game plus. You can upgrade even further now. Um, so I'll probably still go back and, and dabble. I don't think there's like a true ending versus not true ending. I think you just kind of keep going. Huh. So I'm okay with that, but I mean, there was like a you know a nice 10 minute credit sequence. I could just sit back love and it. just bask in basking. that. God, I love basking in credit oh, music. Man. So good, man, it's the it's best. So good, but yeah, like congrats, man. That's a big one. It was, That's a, it big was a tough game. It was That's a tough, tough game. game. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, highly recommend the game if you haven't already heard from me or someone else by now. Uh, play that damn game. It's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Well, I beat five, you beat one. All together, we beat six. Pretty good episode. Not bad. We don't normally get over two or three these days. That's true. What with the kid, you being a bitch and all. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Jake. <laughs> uh, let's take it into the hashtag let's just beat it hashtag. segment of the show. If you beat a game, hashtag it, just beat it. Put a screenshot there. Put it on Twitter. Let us know all about it. And again, we're going to use Florida Man headlines. That's fun. As the uh, as the joke here. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, starting off here, it's Rocket Sauce who pooped on a stranger's driveway and then drove over it. And he got, I guess that it's, that made the police ticker. Someone got arrested for that. Bullshit. Finished Kirby, Planet Robobot, My Friend Pedro, and Batman for the Game Boy, the CC Portable Game of the Month. All so good right. job there, Rocket. I, I've heard a lot of good things about My Friend Pedro. It looks fun, right? Yeah, it looks goofy. Jump into that. Uh, so at the disposed hero who robbed a Wendy's after grilling his own burger. Wrapped up Metal Slug Double X. Is that what we're calling it? Or 20? I don't know how that goes. Uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, which I don't even know what that is. Is that a Game Boy? I don't know, but it reminds me of a Metallica song. Aria of Sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and Uncharted 2, the CC Prime Game of the Month. Good job, Disposed mm, Hero. Good job. Um, I'm interested in playing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm interested in playing all those Castlevania games on the DS that I missed. 
Are they or, in the Castlevania the, collection or the Game Boy Advance? Uh, I ones? think they are, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't have no idea. Maybe could have been. I think they are. Could have been. I don't know. I have I to look. I'll all have right. to look. Uh, all right, this guy. We I ran to him at TMG. Actually, yeah, we uh, did. he knows all the math. At Captain Underscore Algebra, who killed a famous Bush Gardens flamingo before getting hit by a truck, <laughs> is this episode's polykiller with four beats, including Probotector, which is the Japanese version of Contra, Ninja Gaiden, Yoshi's Woolly World, and Batman Returns. Oh, nice on the Super Nintendo. Not very the cool. one. Yeah, yeah. So very good job there, Captain Algebra. Yeah, yeah. So random beat tweets. So we got some tweets from those who got beats and we're going to kick off things with round two gaming our buddy dean the club ambassador the nicest guy you'll ever meet that so nice. bamf ranger what are we going what are, what other nicknames <laughs> we got Bamp for him? ranger <laughs> i don't know <laughs> kind of like it that's good right so he just wrapped up oxen free a supernatural thriller with a heavy motif of choice and consequence all told with stunning visuals and incredible music from Skrmark. I can't read that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the, it's the developer. Yeah, it's kind of the composer, probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Great experience, night schoolers. Thanks for the recommendation. Me, at the McAxel, and Kyle325, and Frantic. Hashtag just beat it. So, yeah. That's actually one that uh, he bought on my recommendation while we were at the old uh, TMG. And he beat it already, of course. Already beat it. No, indeed. Already beat it. He also already beat uh, Rayman, which we didn't capture, but. Maybe he is a Rain Man, you know? You no, Rayman. Oh, different. Yep. <laughs> uh, Matt Bandy. This is a big one. Yes. A hashtag just beat it 30 years in the making. I am Ryu Hayabusa. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, of course, there on the yeah, NES. Jake, do you have one. a game that 30 years in the making for you? What game could you beat that you could say this in a tweet? Wow. Um, hmm. For me, it's this exact game. This game? Yeah, yeah that, I'd makes, love to that makes this. a lot of sense. I'd love to beat this game. Uh, I never really spent a lot of time with this one. It, it would honestly probably be... Yeah, 30 years in the making. I probably don't have anything that long in the making. But like a long standing one would be honestly any Castlevania. Like yeah. I just haven't beaten any of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to fix that. Yeah, definitely. I so, don't really have a recommend. Maybe Bloodlines. That's a good one. I, to I'm going with. to. Uh, I've actually got the. There's like a small Castlevania collection on PS4. And I have started a while ago, but Rondo of Blood. I really liked. Oh, that's a good one. Feel that's the, a really solid one. one. Yeah. So I might, might jump back in on that one. Good. Do it. Uh, all right, so Church at the underscore Game Grinder. Oh, yeah. Hashtag just beat it. Speaking of Castlevania. Yeah, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Now, yeah, this yeah. doesn't do good on Switch. I'm a little sad about it, yeah, but maybe they'll right. patch it. Uh, I backed this game with a dream, and IGA and his team delivered. I had bla- I had a blast playing this and went all out. I got 100% of the map explored, got oh, the yeah. good ending, and beat all extra bosses. Can't wait for the extra content. Want more? Very nice. This game looks uh, pretty great. It's been one that I've had my eye on, obviously, since that Kickstarter what seven years ago now um and i love their little curse of the moon business uh, i still might go back and play that again at some point but yeah congratulations church glad that uh your dream came true and yeah. it was everything you wanted absolutely it's pretty cool all right blink at blinkum patreon uh patron thanks yes. for that buddy thank you man uh this is one of the worst picks i've ever taken <laughs> <laughs> and it's for one of the best games i've ever played outer wilds is such an incredible experience the feeling of discovery and exploration is unlike any other game miss plus the witness plus majora's mask equals a must play hashtag just beat it so this is one getting a lot of buzz people love this game yeah now that picture is awful it is atrocious <laughs> but what did you take this on <laughs> like uh, what is this <laughs> but um you know it's a good endorsement a good, for yeah. a good game yeah yeah, so. yeah we love it good we job love it. all right all right. Well, speaking of good endorsements, Jake, mm-hmm. this episode is sponsored by Caltech. Caltech specializes in autonomous systems, including drones and robots, as well as the mobile technology that connects you to them. They have consulted on projects around the globe, and they can consult with you as well as 
Oh, wait. They can, I'm on. I wrote this. They can consult <laughs> with you as well as no software development project is too big or too small for Caltech. If you want to learn more, or if you're just in disbelief that we actually have a sponsor, you can see for yourself that Caltech is real and waiting for you by reaching out to info at cowden.tech. That is info at C-O-W-D-E-N dot tech. And thank you, Caltech, once again. Wonderful. So if you like what you're hearing so far, you can find almost everything that we do on polykill.com. I checked the website. It's been a while since you updated it, Trav. Just saying. God, it has, hasn't it? <laughs> you can find uh, eventually everything that we do over on polykill.com. Yeah. You can also search Polykill Podcast on the Facebook, the Twitters, and the YouTube to find our content there. You can search Off Kilter. Uh, with two L's, that is, uh, to find our other podcast that we do with Brian that releases every Thursday and covers a wide range of interesting topics from haircuts to seafood to bullies to ghosting girlfriends. It's all all sorts of weird stuff in there. So check that out. Uh, you can drop us a line, ask us a question, or share an idea at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a little extra content with us. Hang on our cool little Discord. Uh, if you sign up to be a patron on patreon.com forward slash polykill, thank you. Thank you for those that do. Uh, you can rate us on whatever service you use. We used to say iTunes here, but bye-bye iTunes. <laughs> bye-bye iTunes. Bye-bye iTunes. Uh, can uh, you, rate, you can't even rate people on Spotify, can you? I don't think so. You just got to listen think, a lot. I think you just sub. Put it on repeat. The cat's roll. Um, hey, buddy. Yeah, the cat is here. <laughs> uh, also, just, uh, you know, we got a little ground game action. What's what's up with that? Yeah, so uh, first of all, shout out to ground game champion NJ Retro, a.k.a. Jason. What a guy. We met there at TMG slash C3. Uh, I mean, he made me he made me feel pretty. Talking oh, to absolutely. You know, adored the podcast, yeah. which is great, great to hear. Also gets some great deals out of his trunk. That's what I hear. Which I thought was great. That's, I hear. Uh, he also did a little ground game there at TMG in the bathroom. Yeah. He did the, the old one where you uh, kind of yell over the stall what your podcast came like. <laughs> now, I don't know what the result of that was. I mean, but I admired the effort. I don't know. 100%. Our lessons went up. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, 100%. So anybody that walked in that bathroom got a little dose. Um, and I know that he was hitting on some of the booth, some of the vendors right. to get us, yeah. to get us out Square there. Square Painter was one that yeah. uh, he was working on. Absolutely, which we couldn't appreciate more. So uh, I think that's just the ground. I'm just going to repeat that ground game. It seems like it's working. Bathroom stuff. Ba- <laughs> a lot of bathroom <laughs> stuff. I mean, you go to the bathroom every day. You do. You may not Sometimes be Sometimes twice a day. Yeah. I if mean, you're healthy. If you're really healthy. And, you know, bananas and coffees gets me there. Yeah, boy. Uh, you know, I don't know how often you might use a public bathroom. But it's okay. Shout it out. Yeah, Let them, you know, ask what the podcast game is like. Also, if you know a, a vendor or someone that sure. knows other people, I mean, that's a good avenue, right? They they interact with so. tons of people. That's where you start it. You, you talk it. to them. You talk to someone that has their own booth, their own thing. Get them on the podcast type, and then they can distribute it like a virus out to other right. people. Exponentially. Absolutely. Yeah. So Love that's where it. my heart is, man. So thank you, NJ Retro, for we appreciate um, it. Uh, a pooping and a polykilling. That's we, what I'm We like that about. you do both. Yeah, I mean. We're into both. Yeah, definitely. I sometimes do both at the same time. Why I'm not? not bashful about it. No, it's fine. Should I remove this cat from this podcast? No, gonna, he's roll cute. With it? Let's he's just roll cute. with it. Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, <laughs> so let's jump into the girl. which is just questions people sent to us. Um, because we're lazy this time. We're a little, I mean, we're a little busy. We had a lot going on. I was beating so many games. Yeah, I was playing like a lot of different games. We were driving. We were setting up a show. All that stuff. So, right. and we got a big thing to do after this. We got to pump this out. Let's pump so, it. So, and also Discord questions. They get priority, of course. Yes. So, 
Let's start it off here. Josh Leslie at Frantic Society. If you could bring back any video game franchise, Jake, what would it be? Bring it back. Yeah, what's been gone? What do you want back? That's a good question. And uh, the first thing that pops to my mind is Diddy Kong Racing. That's the first thing. That's the first thing that pops to my mind. Um, wow. I might also say, like, Bad Dudes. I really liked that. Is that, that could, a that franchise? It can be. I mean, there was two of them, right? The arcade version and the home version. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I you're right. I don't know. I don't know if that counts. Like, I, I don't know. I was know. going to say there were definitely two dudes. Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely two dudes. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember the names. It was ridiculous. It was like... Gary and Bart? No, it was just like super 90s. No offense if your name's Gary and Bart. Right. Those are fine, strong man they're, names. They're very, very manly. Uh, but no, I don't know. I, I'm bad at this because I really don't pay attention to what I don't have. Right. Uh, what about you? Uh, Dark Cloud, hundred percent. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and if yeah. I, if I couldn't say Dark Cloud, if you were like, don't say that, yeah, you that's too obvious. Fuck, I would say SimCity. Okay, um, but I want EA to have nothing to do with it. Of course. So my no, wish that's, list that's is not going to ever be achieved. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, unfortunately. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me say Turok. Turok. Okay. I would like, I would like a nice. Good retelling. I think that's a, a a deep well of comic source material. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's you know with the resurgence of things like Doom and um, Rage Two, I think that style of shooter could suit that universe pretty well. Um, I agree. You know, good people call. are kind of back into that slightly over the top, elevated, you know, balls to the wall action. I can see. I can see Turok doing well now. Good call. Yep, Sean. AKA P1, AKA yeah, 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 Cartridge yeah, 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 Bros. He says, difficulty in games, what one do you select? Let's start there. Which one do you select? Um, I'll say 90% of the time, just whatever the default is. Same. Just yeah, a default if guy. If it's normal. Yeah. Uh, there have been a few games that I've decided to play on hard, like Devil May Cry 5 at the start of the year. Yeah. There were two options, easy and hard. Oh, you do. I was like, I'll do hard. Start with hard at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I still didn't find it that difficult. But Fair. Yeah. Uh, do you consider yourself as having achieved something better than someone else who plays on a lower difficulty? I think by definition you have, yeah. but I don't lord that over people. You shouldn't. Right? I don't yeah. care. I mean, as long as we all had fun. The only difference I would say is, is like, if I play a game for narrative, I don't think the experience is any different. Like, say, an Uncharted, yeah. right? Then The game is not fundamentally wanting to change if I play on easy. And it doesn't, like, yeah, it's not good. I have more health and they have less health. Like, that doesn't change the game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Story, right? But if it's like... I don't know, like a more action, high score oriented games. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it would but be I don't different. care. Yeah, I mean, it's not a. I mean, whatever you do that doesn't affect me, I don't fucking care about. Thousand percent. Yeah. And he also asks, at what point do you walk away from a game? So maybe what point do you retire it? In other words, it's usually not frustration. It's usually boredom. Right? Yeah. If I'm frustrated, it's personal. Right. I At now that point, I have to conquer it. that. Yeah. And there have been exceptions to that where I've just, you know, I've had to stop because I'm stuck or yeah. something. But uh, most of the time, it's it is because it's just not clicking. Like, a condo class is a great example. Right. Exactly. Just On paper, you should love it. In your hands, not crazy about it. Exactly. Uh, okay. Discart. Here. This is kind of, there's some jokey ones in oh, here. Good, I'll just good, say good, that. People, people know the shtick, Jake. They want to like us. They want to get in on the joke train. <laughs> he says, uh, what's your top two people from Cartridge Club that wore hats at C3? Was Musty wearing a hat? I don't think I ever saw him wear a hat. Yeah. What about Miles? That would be my top two if they were wearing hats. <laughs> <laughs> Discard, of course, uh, was wearing a hat. He was. The whole time. Joke Never holds. saw his hair. Um, he doesn't even have hair. Uh, doesn't he? No, it's just a, it's a skullet. That's what he's oh, hiding from us. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, he looks like uh, uh, Devin Townsend from Strapping Young Lad. Um, okay. If you were to become one of the Q-Dogs, which one would you choose? 
Melissa, for sure. Yeah, because you get to hang around Eric all day. I know. It'd be it's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also sweet and caring. She and um, yeah, I, I, I aspire to that. So yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, no the, disrespect, Eric. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, no, I just said I get to hang out with him all day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I, I, would, uh, I would choose to be one of the just kids a neighbor yeah i just want to sure. hang out with the q dogs whenever um, absolutely if you had to pick a number between five and ten of how many switch games you'll be sending to me this week which would you choose man this guy's just trying to get wow. some switch I, games I mean, from you he, i don't know what i don't know what he wants from me uh it sounds like switch games it does it does That's i don't know which enough. ones i have like 90 uh probably zero i'm gonna have to go with zero oh, but man. On, on the off chance i will say whatever the minimum is and that's five <laughs> <laughs> hey. frankie says do you have a favorite or least favorite sound effect in a game. Oh. Now I recently experienced my least favorite. I was playing a, an NES game called Kickmaster. Okay. And there are these things called Reavers, and they send these sonar waves at you. Oh, and that sounds brutal. Imagine the 8-bit, 8-bit version of that. Squeak. Oh, it was it was so no good. And um, I hated it so much. Now, my favorite sound effect would be the chime that plays when you discover something in Legend of Zelda. Oh, oh for sure. That's just, that gets me going. That's good. It used to be it's like... It's universally cool. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I think my least favorite sound effect is just it's less of a sound effect and more of a voice line can we go with that yeah i mean it's a sound it's right? a sound i guess but uh bill in left for dead one when he would say reloading and it's not because i hate it it's just because it's stuck in my head and like you reload so much in that game it's just like reloading reloading <laughs> and it's just like oh god shut up bill you did a really good uh, bill impersonation yeah. doesn't he do something else in that game too I'm sure he does. He says something else that uh, just he just beats into the ground. Yeah, I just I'm like, dude, I get it. You're reloading. I don't think anyone cares. Yeah, no one does. No one cares. Uh, Hodge asks, have you thought about renaming the podcast to Kill Polly, or would the backlash from PETA be too harsh? And wow. then flock of nords, flock of nords. That'd be great. Right? Well, let's start that podcast. <laughs> flock of nerds responded. That sounds like a messed up version of Monopoly. Uh, Kilpoly. 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 Yeah, it sounds uh, like a town in Australia. We've not. Tr- we've not thought about doing that. No, and uh, I'm assuming Kilpoly would be a reference of like killing a parrot. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe where that's where going to come. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the only connection I can make. Just reading this once. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we've not thought about renaming uh, the podcast. But I'll tell you what, Hodge, if it yeah. sold more shirts and more people listened, right. I'd rename it whatever I mean, the fuck we'd have a mascot do. just built in. Yeah. Just a, a just a parrot holding a video game controller. And it would be one of the flock of nerds birds. Right. And mm. it'd be, like, bloody because we've killed it. We've killed it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That got dark. What's the next sure. one? Because my cat unplugged my goddamn laptop. <laughs> so we'll, uh, excuse me, Top Spot 123. Do we know who this is? Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. He just he been following us. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. No, I just I I met so many people over no, the last week. No, he's weekend. no one you've met. Okay, cool. Just making sure I wasn't like or he or she is no uh, one g- giving credit where it needed to be. Anyway, knowing what you know now, if you could return to your early collecting days, would you institute an I have to beat a game to buy a game mandate? Um, no. Yeah, it's really tough, right? I mean, you say early days of collecting, and my biggest regrets from those days is not buying more games sooner. Sooner, yeah, especially for for your end of the yeah, things. yeah, for sure. Um, I now, in some regard, I wish I did more of that now with the games I don't collect. Okay, like I end up buying a lot of games that I intend to play, and then I just don't. Mm. I think we all have that. There's sure. a lot of summer sales. There's humble bundles. Just there's all that stuff. That stuff, yeah. And you're hoarding stuff that you know to me is not part of my collection. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it just gets you know even if it's digital, it still it kind of litters my space. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that's more my up. thing. I would do it. I would speak of it more of a modern thing. I like the idea, thing. though. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be great? I like the idea. It'd it's be like, like awesome if I could have the control to do that. I know. I would totally do that if I had self control and I guess more limited funds. Like I still don't spend a lot, but that would be a good way to save money. Yeah, you know, hundred percent could be two hundred percent maybe. What's the next one? Because I'm still loading them. <laughs> It was our idea to let the cat in, so sorry. Yeah, uh, Flock of Nerds asks, who's the better kisser? And Brian said, definitely him. I mean, it's definitely Brian. He's got three kids. He's got the stats to prove it. <laughs> oh, is that is that how it happens? I guess. Wow. Don't you just kiss? I think, God. Okay. <laughs> I kissed my wife last March, and I got a baby, so be careful. <laughs> be careful out the there. The tongue is potent. All right, what else we got? Sean, why do you collect games? Do you uh, play every game you buy? Okay, I can answer both of those. Okay. I collect, well, I, they're somewhat longer answers, but I know that we've been doing this for two hours. So I'm going to be. We're not two hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I collect games for a number of reasons. Go on. And I've, I've talked to ad nauseum in the Collect Call podcast, mm-hmm. but several reasons. Um, and I, I collected genuinely. I didn't see other people's collections. I didn't mm-hmm. know collecting was a thing. Gotcha. I didn't know that collections were something, video game collecting was something you could do or be a part of a community of. I just started doing it because I wanted the games that I, my parents could not afford for me when I was a kid. Okay. And also I wanted the games back that I had as a kid. And it started there. And when it starts there, then you want the sequel to some of those games. Then you want the games that were made by the same people. And then eventually it snowballs and I'll just get them all. Yeah. And that's sort of how it starts, but the reason that I collect is like multifold. Uh, I do play a lot of the games I collect. And you do. I, I think a lot of people. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, I think a lot of people, their first um, kick on a collector is like, well, there's no way you're going to play all those. Why would you? What's the point? Right. Um, I do play a lot of them. If I haven't, if if not, I've put at least all of them into a system to try them at some point, mm-hmm. and I intend to play most of them at some point. Um, but you can make the argument against, you know, people collect baseball cards. It's right. like, what's the point of getting them if you're not going to stare at them all day? Right. Or you collect art. What's the point of getting a piece of art if you're not going to sit sure. there and look at it all day? Sure. Jay Leno doesn't drive all those cards all day. So, like, it's it's just like any other collection. It's just you possess it, and you'll play it when you want to play it. That's kind yeah. of the convenience of having it. For sure. Um, I like searching for shit. Mm-hmm. Never was much into, like, wildlife hunting, but I can spot a fucking shiny piece of gray plastic <laughs> from across a flea market and that does something to me like i sure. like going it gives me a little bit of you know i like going to flea markets with my wife and that gives me something to do while i'm there is um, yeah you yeah know, ignore I, all the good deal she's getting on grapefruit and like jump across an aisle and, and try to find a good game or something like that i love it and it's something we do together she has a good eye for that kind of thing too she helps me out and nice and the, the only person I need to approve of my hobby is her, really. Absolutely. So um, that's the biggest... So idea. shut up, Sean. Yeah, so Sean or whoever <laughs> else. Uh, another thing is I like the the curation of I like... Um, I don't have a lot of control in my life, I think. And so being able to, you know, have these games and put them on a shelf and organize them in a list and and all this other stuff, there's something about it that's so cathartic. It's just these right. are the things that I own. And even if it's... You know, I, I got the games that are a little rarer than others and all that kind of stuff. And there's a sense of pride about it. I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like I get, you know, I, I don't brag about the size of my collection. I, I don't know if that's a thing that people do or like the value of it. I'm very proud of those things, but I, I think it's... It's more of a personal satisfaction? Well, it opens up some jealousy, too. Like, if I if I knew uh, what Scott's at VG Collectaholics uh, right. shit was worth and he just touted that all the time right. I would hate that guy oh for sure but because I know he I mean, has do we not hate that guy I love this guy <laughs> but because he has this you know this dungeon of it's not really a dungeon but this boner dungeon of wall to wall of games from every system ever yeah. that's awesome to me um, so that's that's 
I guess part of it too is just amassing a collection that you never thought you'd get as far as you did. And when it gets so big, you're like, wow, look how far I've come. This has been the last 10 years of this hobby and it's really grown. So uh, where do you see your collection in five years? I would say still on the shelf. Right. Um, doing the same thing it's doing now, hanging out, waiting for me to play on it. Yeah, probably. Uh, What do you envision will happen to those walls of plastic when you die? I'm actually going to build that into my will at some point. I'm going to have to think about it. Um, I mean, it's going to stay within the family, and they can choose to do with it whatever they want. They can sell it or whatever, but... Okay. um, I don't have. I don't think I would mandate it to like it has to stay together after I die, and it can only be sold together as a unit. Right. I think I've heard people say that, and I'm like, you're fucking stupid. (laughs) And and did your parents love and collect anything? so they did a little bit, not to the extent I've taken it, but my dad, once they had those state commemorative quarters, okay, jumped yeah, on that yeah, bandwagon. Yeah. Of course, everybody collected those. They had little right. printout books. You can put them in there. That was cool. Into yeah. that a little bit. Uh, and my mom collected little white like uh, tea kettles, little white. I don't know why. They just had to be completely white, no designs. And she okay. put them in this black shelf. And so it was all these white uniform things. Contrasting. And it was really cool looking, That is actually. cool. Yeah. So yeah. she collected more for aesthetic, I think. But That's cool. Yeah, so we did some little collections here and there, and they they were fully supportive of my game collecting hobby when I did it too. They were nice. they had eyes eyes on the on the flea markets too for me. So very cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Now, Jake, the, what I'm interested in your an- like answers to some of these right. too, because I feel like you when I first met you weren't the collector type, or you didn't uh, you certainly didn't collect anything that I was aware of. So what right. switched and why did you start doing? It? Uh, what switched? Clever. Um, I think that there's. I don't know, like, it's, this is a slightly maybe depressing answer, but, like, I like I like hobbies. I like having something to do. I like having goals that aren't tied to something that I could be judged for, right? I feel like almost every goal that we have, it, there's some something else tied to it. Like, um, well, you need to get a promotion, or you need to buy a house, or, like, any big check marks in your life usually come with a lot of hard work and scrutiny. But with this, it's just like, there's a community around it. It's fun. Um, it's, and not to downplay it, but it's just something fun to do. It's fun, Like, right? it's not like I, I need to have these games for some reason. It's just, why not? It seems like it's something fun to do. I like video games. It's, cool finding deals i like bidding on stuff on ebay and and you know it it scratches just, a lot of itches at it once does. right yeah, yeah it's, it's it's visually appealing I, I recently got all my stuff out on a shelf where i can kind of see it all now it's not like perfect it's nothing discard would be proud of or put it in his <laughs> videos um but like it's it's neat um so yeah i mean that's sort of my answer my, my parents didn't really collect anything they sort of shift gears on whatever they're into like every six months it's like every time i go see them it's like we're doing something new right you know we're we're, we're buying tents and camping gear or we're buying survival kits or you know we're into making bracelets you know just yeah. they, they constantly switch is cool i mean it's cool that they can pivot but they're not never really been in just one thing yeah and I've, I've heard of people you know some people just give up the collecting and they'll sell it all and i think that's great i mean if sure. you if you know if it got to a point where I thought my hobby was impeding my life or I was spending way too much money in that corner and not really focusing on other things, I would hope somebody would tell me to stop. Yeah. But I don't think I've gotten to that point. No. And, and if anything, I'm way better with my money than my wife is. She's admitted that. So she's like, you can spend whatever money you want to when you go out to TMG because you have more than me right now. So <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe if you didn't buy all this furniture and put it in the garage for us to remodel Finish. and whatever and yeah. not going to do it, you'd have more. And then <laughs> she said, well, how about pull noodles and boots? And I was like, do you want to get on that again? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Blink, a follow-up question that's similar to that one. He says, what was the point when you realized you were collecting games? I would say when I got 
uh, all the stuff from back home and like started like, oh man, I remember there was three Castlevanias, right? Let me go look for the other two on eBay and let me look for this and that. And then I saw that there were uh, like a lot of that available. I'm like, I'm getting all this shit right yeah. here. I'm going to get yeah, every yeah, game yeah. that I wanted to play as a kid. So probably early on. Okay. I mean, mine, mine was very self-aware. It was yeah. like, I'm doing this. Collection. <laughs> I mean, collecting was a pretty known commodity when, when you, I mean, it was when I did it too, but I was so cut off from gaming culture. Yeah. I wasn't even Same. playing, you know, I was, I literally just saw my NES in my parents' house and was like, oh, video games. I remember those. So, uh, real quick, top two yeah. or bottom two fast food restaurants. Top in bottom two yeah what's your top two and bottom two uh top two um i'm wendy's and taco bell that's my top two i mean definitely taco bell is in there um i feel like wendy's yeah i mean it's yeah i yeah. just feel like it's a little better right for me personally. i don't really have a bottom two but i fucking hate panera it's not fast food really but yeah, they're like we're healthy you. they're like how about you pay 11 dollars right, for, for a, a half a baguette <laughs> yeah half a baguette and or it's like, hard to break your teeth on it yeah half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and an apple that's already got a bite taken right. out of it not no a big thanks. fan of burger king be yeah. honest not, yeah, that's a good not, point don't like burger king yeah all right let's we're getting to, to the end here we're getting right down to the end miss q dog asks yeah yeah who got recognized more at tmg slash c3 travis or jake i feel like you did you've been on camera more you're more visible i don't know in if general. that's i don't know i mean that could have been true but i don't know that we got recognized by anyone different because i'm pretty sure the same three people that recognized us knew who we both were and i kind of blend in i look like just any other that was that was something funny that like when I was there, it's just like while I was waiting for everyone to get to uh, TMG, mm-hmm. and I was just there by myself while you were Ubering people. Yeah, yeah. Like I was so sure that I had seen somebody so many times. I'm like, oh, it's no, nope. Oh, it's oh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> it was just because like everyone just kind of like you all kind of look the same. <laughs> I know, right? You so, know, everyone's wearing game shirts with backpacks and yeah. Balding. I mean, I exactly, and I blended right in with that crowd. And you look like maybe you wrote most of the riffs on an Iron Maiden album. So people are like, "That guy looks a little bit different." Um, but we both got recognized the same amount, which was, yeah. uh, you know, a shout out to the uh, uh, Romshackle yeah, podcast cool guys. guys. Ran into us there, and yeah, they're awesome. really nice. Um, who snores louder, Travis or Jake? Hundred percent. I don't snore at all. Yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a snoring some bitch. I, sleep, I snore like a crab, which yeah. is to say, no snoring. Can you define inculcate? Yes, of course, I can. That's a callback to our Mad Libs <laughs> from the live episode where Miss Q-Dog tossed out inculcate, and I was afraid to write it down, Jake. Yeah. I didn't know what it meant. Yep. I know what it means. And, yeah. and what I'll does defi- it mean, it, it's, it's basically like a form of negative gaslighting. Okay. Yeah. It's like trying to convince people and brainwash people to be, be bad. Yep. All right. And we have Caleb J. Ross here. What's a good beer slash game pairing? He says the more pretentious sounding, the better. And of That's course, Caleb would say typical that. Caleb <laughs> likes that pretentious stuff. Yeah. Uh, what you got? I don't really know. I, I don't. I, I like a lot of pretentious beers, but I can't name a fucking one of them. Right, right. I got one that's not pretentious at all. Oh, okay. And that's Bud Light and Windjammers. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. It's yeah, good, right? It's good. Feels, feels summery. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Now, I, I did drink um, some of my heavier, I say heavier, like a porter or something when I was, I feel like they go well with a slow-paced RPG. Right, which is more of a wintertime thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was yeah, definitely yeah. doing this. I was down here sweating my ass off drinking the heavy porter right. and playing that. I'm going to say, uh, just to make it extra pretentious uh that matricide beer from that uh that brewery in long island that i got for right. forest last night that in bloodborne together there you go that'd be a good one you won't excel at either you, of those no 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 you'll <laughs> fail miserably <laughs> but it'll be a, a good time. Of anger. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Sean says, who do you think you are? Well, I'm at Traff Plays Games. I'm at the McAxel. And Frankie asks, what gives you the right? Well, this podcast does. And together, we are at Polykill, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.